welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. This will come out, I don't know, we're still like two weeks ahead. Time and space makes no sense, Mm -hmm. but on the day we're recording, Never Have I Ever, season three just dropped, and I just watched two episodes I love those sexy teens over there. Sexy. And I'm having a good time. What have you been up to? I just started, I mean, like, I'm always, like, a month or two behind new shows. I finished The Bear last week, and then I just started The Summer I Turned Pretty. Never even heard of it. Amazon Prime. It's so good and so cute. I highly recommend everybody watch it adorable what's it about it's about like this teenage girl who goes to like this summer home like every year with her family and they like the families combine yeah we love and um it's like it's the first time she's showing up and she's like 16 now so she's like becoming like a woman and like everyone's kind of like treating her different and like looking at her different it's like very cute is it I a like... comedy or is it like creepy old men are looking and it's no no not... no, it's not it's not creepy it's like a cute like book like it's based on a book um and like you know the teenage boys are like oh my god like it's just good i don't know it's cute. before we get into any further sam i want to ask you because you know i don't watch anything related to that um what's the h it's this e- euphoria yeah, right, right, right. What's going on with that guy over there? It seems the internet is just like, we can't do this anymore. Fez? I don't know the names Who, of which, any of the characters. Which, what does he look like? Is he handsome? Is he kind tall? Of, no, he's not the one who looks like um, uh, that guy who died. Who did, Mac, Mac Miller. Miller. Yes. So Apologies. you're talking about Jacob Elordi. Yeah, what's going on? It seems like the internet has turned on him in the last 24 hours. And again, this will come to I everyone think... two weeks later, so we might love him again by then. I think it just was one of those things where, like, his interview that he did was, like, so dead ass. Like, he was so serious. And the internet is, like, this man cannot think he's, like, an actually, like, a good actor. Because in Euphoria, he doesn't really talk that much. Like, he's not talented enough to talk about acting the way he he's is. He's not a Zendaya. He's not well, a... Stop. No, we're not going there. He's not a Sydney Sweeney. Like, he's well... not... Chris, you <laughs> okay, guys. I'm kidding. I've never Graham. seen you. I've never. I've only seen um, the bathroom scene where she's like screaming, yeah, and then a, the fight. Yeah, so it's just really funny because he's like taking himself so serious. He like brought up like Marlon Brando at one point. Like this oh, man God. thinks he is like Timothy. Timothy. Yeah, he thinks he's Timothy Shalamagoo, and. Then you have the guy that plays Fez, who looks like Mac Miller. I can't think of his name right now, who literally did a similar interview because he's part of Variety's like up and coming stars. <sighs> and he's kind of has the opposite approach um, where he's like, listen, I never tried to be an actor. And if you think I do a shitty job, that's on you. Like, he's just like, I don't care. Like, can I tell you? Oh, go ahead. He doesn't wrap up. Serious. So Can I tell you the first thought I had this morning? Oh, yeah. First blurt, like I woke up and this is truly the first sentence that came to me. What? America's obsession with ugly men. What is going mm, on? The ugly hot men. There's a, there's a, I don't think that a, Mac Miller a... guy's hot. The guy from Chef, I'm tired of it. I'm just seeing too many. We're letting standards drop left no, no, and no. right in this country. And I've had enough. <laughs> well, because there's, there's, okay. There's so that is someone who loves Daniel Day Lewis and Michael Keaton. Yeah, like relax. But they're good looking. They're good looking I, gentlemen. They are good looking because the they have different energy. The energy that these men are giving us is ugly hot. Where Yes, you know I love attainably hot. I don't like ugly hot. I'm yeah, tired well, of it. Then, I've then, had enough. Okay, well then you're gonna be tired of this because that's this trend what we're needs getting. to end. Well, I also am one of those people that then there's hot ugly. Like where well, I have proper stars. Oh yeah. That that time has uh since passed We wouldn't us. have let any of these men on television in my day. No, 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 no. Something I mean, and my I'm mom blame and I George O'Malley for this. He was what? real a real turning point in like when we started letting you He's know, not men even who ugly hot. 
I think he, it, that is a turning point in which we started to lower our standards on men on television. It's like, we need to keep our eyes on that. That's where you think we lost it? George I O'Malley? Do. I just feel like he ushered in just like, oh, he's a lovable, nice guy. It's like, don't nobody want to see no, no average looking, lovable, nice no, man. In my day, George Clooney played the lovable, nice man. What you're missing is these men aren't lovable. Like, you don't, like, they're not nice. I thought that the point of, um, what's his name now? I've, Jacob Elordi? Is that what Jacob you said? Jacob Elordi? Okay. Is well, he not he's a nice hot. character on Euphoria? No, he's awful. I thought he was like the love interest, like the guy everybody's trying to get. Yeah, but he's fucking horrible, Chris. Oh, he and is? he's also not ugly. He's hot. Uh, I'd like to, I could do a little bit I, more. So is Fez the nice man on the show? He is, but he's troubled, you know? And he's also a like, drug dealer, a drug I believe. Dealer. Yes. This so is why it's Euphoria like, is just not for me. Give me Gilmore Girls any day of the week. Yeah, I've been rewatching. I get, again, I can tell when I'm going through like an anxiety depressive episode because I just have it on loop. Like I don't stop. Euphoria? Definitely not Euphoria. <laughs> Definitely not Euphoria. Is this now a Euphoria podcast where you teach me about it and I never watch it? <laughs> yes. I've been told I'm a Maddie. Um, don't know what that means other than it seems she's quite angry and will go to go to fight at any moment. Yes. But and she's also loyal. Me good yeah i've been told i'm cassie and that's a real tough pill to swallow that matches our dynamic exactly. at least from what i've seen from that fight i would absolutely say this bitch needs to be put down yeah and then just run and smack you after yeah. you said something really wild yeah well um i can't wait to talk about what we're here to talk about today we've made it guys we're at the affair yeah we've made it um this is like an episode about this since episode one episode one day one we we've been dying we've been we've in been the in trenches, trenches trying to get to this <laughs> literally in the trenches and, I'm, and we're finally here yeah i finally feel out. settled i feel at home mm-hmm. i feel in good. my body it feels good hopefully mm, when i saw them at that that wooden craft show or whatever furniture show oh we'll get to that yeah meow. Um, i was gonna say you know let's not waste any more time and get into it but we've chatted for a hundred minutes about absolutely nothing yeah and i'm like should we talk about army hammer no we gotta move on i think no i think we can touch on that let's talk about it really quick we have some time what the fuck guys that trailer <laughs> for that september 2nd documentary yeah I mean, I'd read that Vanity Fair article about the Hammer family that came out years ago. And I just didn't, it starts and it's like, oh, this is just going to be about Army. And then Casey Hammer pops up and says, this family's always had dark misdeeds. And I thought, we're throwing down the Hammer. House of Gucci, House of Hammer is what I'd like to see. Yeah. And just like, just drag this family. I I think he's going to lose his job selling those timeshares. I it just makes me wonder like does he did he get like banned from the family fortune like why is he selling timeshare I don't think he I, but how could he have been given the rest of the, I feel like the rest of the family would applaud him for this behavior not Casey Hammer his aunt no but I think she's probably been banned she's like the um I was gonna pick she's the, the Trump, whistleblower but, yeah she's like a, I was gonna be like oh like this Trump but not one of them are that decent or good no. Definitely but, not. It's just so tough to simply see something so dark and yet mm-hmm. also be like, well, can't wait to watch it. I know. I mean, I'm going to get a Discovery Plus subscription. Like, oh, that's what's absolutely. happening. Like, yeah. and I'm going to need, I was like, let's keep this merger, HBO Max and Discovery Plus away from each other. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, let's expedite it. We need to yeah. get these together. I would like to see more stuff like that. Like, less Princess Diana documentaries, more... More dark-sided documentaries tearing down men. And what Mm -hmm. I'd like is for, honestly, I think that Sweet Tea should be in it, saying, like, we hate this man, we're cutting him out of Call Me By Your Name, I want him out of that movie with Julia Roberts where he was, like, a bodyguard. Magical Me or whatever the fuck it was called. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Magical Me? Remember she played like a witch and he was like her bodyguard? Julia Roberts? Yeah. Am I, am I having a stroke? Does anyone yeah, know? Yeah, that's not a movie. No. Magical Me, by the way, is one of Gilderoy Lockhart's books in <laughs> Harry Potter. So I don't think it's called that. Julia um, Roberts. 
Hold no, on. but he was in that he was in that movie Death on the Nile, and they literally tried to cut him out as much as possible. It's called Mirror Mirror. I believe it's about it's a Cinderella adaptation. Nobody? Anybody? Mm, crickets. Came out in wait. Came out in 2020. That's not well, true. Let's move on. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get into this. All right. Let's get into it with a little episode synopsis. Mm-hmm. Carrie and Big can't escape old patterns. Miranda and Steve are in real estate hell. Charlotte activates Trey and gets her dream. And Samantha's giving blowjobs. Giving blowies. She's always got a little something weird going on. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this episode is really about, I'd say, the difference, or at least it's exploring, right, the difference between your heart and your head in terms of relationships and where you, and how and where you make decisions from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good one. It's a good episode. It's a great Would, episode. I, I think I know this answer. Would you say you mostly, mostly heart-driven decisions? Oh, yeah. I don't think you've used your head once. No. <laughs> and at this point, my heart is ahead. It's like, it's just reinforming, like, yeah analytical stoic decisions like that is oh yeah i never because once my head gets involved that's when things get real weird (laughs) you know what i mean like that's when things get a little confusing that's when things all go awry for you yeah (laughs) things go amiss yeah exactly So let's hear the monologue and then we'll start breaking it fully down. It's a pretty common belief that women tend to use the left, more emotional side of their brain and men, the right, more logical side. But is it really that cut and dry? It seems that when it comes to affairs of the heart, there's a battle between what we know and what we feel. So what do you do when you find yourself in a situation that leaps back and forth between the left and the right side? When it comes to relationships, is it smarter to follow your heart or your head? Um, okay. First and foremost, again, hearing these clips, all I can hear is the under music. And it's I've, just all wild. It's It takes me on a journey. One that I never knew about. I didn't but realize music But I can't music hear played. it when the visuals, when I'm watching the mm-hmm. show, it's only when we're in this particular space that I'm like, who thought to put that under there? It's, it's a, it's a little, um, what is that? A sitar? Little... I, I don't know enough about um, Indian music? instruments. To... Okay. <laughs> what I also want to say is, is they got to take out her click clacking. I feel like we see her <laughs> typing. I don't need to hear. I know. She's it's really with, at it. With the headphones, like when you're not watching it, like you said with the visuals, it's a lot. It's a and lot. And it doesn't match like on. even her typing. Like I don't it think that's because if this was her, she's like. Yeah, she's like that she types cat. with purpose. You know that cat gif, like where he's like this on the keys. That's what she's doing. I don't doing. think I've ever seen that. I was quoting the George Clooney film "Up in the Air." Um, let's get into Samantha. So she's dating Adam Ball. What did you think of him? Isn't he from Everybody Loves Raymond? How fucking dare you! You think he's the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond? Is he not? No, he was on Will and Grace for several seasons. His name's Bobby Cannavale. He was also, he was in Spy. Um, he was in a great Broadway play called The Motherfucker in the Hat, which I saw and loved. But he okay. was not Brad Garrett of Will and Grove. Oh, um, I thought. Everybody loves Raymond. I thought. <laughs> like but I could see how he could like, um, what, were, what was that family's like last that. name? He would be like the Romano. hot. If there was a third brother. In that family yeah. was in the Romano. Was his name also Ray Romano on the show? The, the head, the leader of the family, Ray. Yeah. The leader of the family. You mean the main <laughs> character of the show? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? I've had three hours of sleep. Are you okay? <laughs> you couldn't even land on the word patriarch. The leader of the family. <laughs> think we all knew doris roberts was the leader of that family given the concept of the show have you seen an episode give this woman her due okay yes his name is ray romano they're the romanos yeah so i could see bobby cannavale had he been on everybody loves raymond which i don't (laughs) think he was being like the (laughs) sexy cousin who like bopped in for an episode 
Right. But no, he was on Will and Grace for a bit as uh, Will's boyfriend. Okay. Um, great supporting actor. I love Bobby Cannavale. He looks like someone whose uh, cum would taste disgusting. How dare you? And so in this episode, we're introduced to the iconic line, funky spunk. <sighs> Dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. <coughs> And she's never coming back. Well, I'm sorry, but who else can I talk to about Love. this? Might I suggest no one? You're my girlfriends. Help me. Have you ever had this problem? Not really, but I have to no, admit it's never exactly it. been yeah. a trip to Baskin Robbins. Well, this guy is very sour, like asparagus gone bad or something. Can I cancel my rice pudding? Sure, thanks. thanks. Beautiful guy. Great in bed. It's so disappointing. It's like getting a bad bottle of Beaujolais Nouveau the first day of season. It has a lot it's to do with nutrition. I once dated a smoker and it affected how his tasted. They should put that on the side of the pack if they want to cut back sales. Maybe there's something he could eat to make it sweeter. Maybe you should write to Martha Stewart. Pineapple. Dear Martha, Funky Spunk. Pineapple. It is true. Dear Funky Spunk, try a hint of mint. So <laughs> I do remember, so back in the day, mm-hmm. listen here, all uh, you young shorties, they had these things called DVDs. And mm-hmm. sometimes they would put special features on them. I loved the special features. And on this case, one of the special features, and we're getting beep, beep, beep from uh, producer Cam. They were the Barones. <laughs> On Everybody Loves Raymond. The Barones. I was like, I don't think they were the Romanos. I think they gave them a little something, something else. Well, I thought I used the word leader. <laughs> so, so. Um, but there was a commentary track on all of the episodes surrounding the affair. And I remember Michael Patrick King saying that they decided to have Charlotte get up and leave as a representation for the audience members who would just turn the show off once she said funky spunk. Oh, that's and, smart. And that's why Miranda also says and she's never coming back because it's like we if we do this, we have lost people. Yeah. Um and of course never forget this was a show that had a man getting oral from a dog and they did cut that. So they used to have a line and I guess funky spunk isn't going far enough. Yeah, I I don't think it's like that big of a deal, but I guess in 1999 or 2000 it was. So <laughs> Look, this is a pretty... We're going to get into, like, where this story lands, but this is a pretty simple story, right? He's got funky spunk. She's trying to change it through his dietary habits. She keeps Mm. blowing him for some odd reason. But what I want to just point out is, and tell me if I'm wrong, you can do that act without having that in your mouth. Yes. So it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, just... You... I've given head and not had come in my mouth before it's like sometimes you do sometimes you're not going to you know yeah it you know depends um and, and for I don't this know. particular case just don't have it in there but he also... does look like the kind of guy who'd want to surprise you <sighs> but then he's all he's saying he's like it's coming it's coming he's just he looks like just a sweaty smelly funky spunk mess he just does the character i'm obsessed with adam ball <laughs> You know, didn't he taste his own uh, cum? Well, let's get into that. So they are doing it once again. And I do just want to say, are they doing anything else? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it just, it doesn't, it seems like, are they? Is that the only thing that they're doing? It's just... Yeah, it's I weird. I don't think that, it's really weird. So then he says, well, let's hear the monologue of course, for the ages. And I think, honestly, the most, um, perhaps the most iconic Samantha moment. Uh-uh. <sighs> Not gonna happen. Oh, what's the problem? Well, Adam, you've got some funky tasting spunk. What? You heard me. What are we Your spunk doing? is funky. I love her. Why? My spunk? Cum, spooch, jizz, joy juice, funky. Man, I have heard some far out excuses for not giving head, but this one takes the cake. Excuse me? You're one of them two blowjob chicks. You put blowjobs in the coming attractions that I'm never going to see in the actual movie. You blew him more than that. I love giving head. Well, then come on, give me a little BJ. Up and down a couple of times, you're done. It's easy. Easy? You men have no idea what we're dealing with down there. 
teeth placement and jaw stress and suction and gag reflex and all the while bobbing up and down moaning and trying to breathe through our noses easy honey they don't call it a job for nothing iconic iconic I mean, iconic maybe you could argue the carrie Char- the carrie samantha moment in season five i believe um when she sleeps with the worldwide express guy and mm-hmm. she says i will i will blow whomever for as long as i can kneel and breathe yeah maybe maybe but i think this that honey they don't call it a job for nothing i mean the she's not wrong like that's the thing like she's just expressing to him this is hard work and i don't and maybe it's like i'm lazy and shout out to any man i've ever blown i don't think i'm working that hard down there like when she listed some of the things like josh like some jaw stress i was like i'm just like getting at it i don't know like i was like maybe i need to put some more work into it yeah maybe you need to put a little bit of like elbow grease into that i've just never really thought of it and have you had complaints probably not no no never but when she said it i was like maybe i'm working maybe i'm not giving myself credit for the work i'm doing maybe i need Mm -hmm. to be working harder but i'm gonna you know get my eye on the ball as it were the atom ball the atom ball Mm mm-hmm it's great. Now, what I, you're, you you do bring up, right, the fact that he tastes his own cum, which he's discussed. He's like, that's gay. <laughs> not if it's your own. It's like, I think it's still pretty odd. I don't know. No, it's not gay. It's not it's gay, but it's really fucking, fucking weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. It may not be gay, but it is queer. It, it's, uh, I don't know. I just. <sighs> but again, what I want to say about Adam Ball, she blows him. He tastes it. And then she does it again. Like, he's like, get back down there. I'm like, didn't she just blow you to completion? I'm sorry. Like, he, he was asking for a lot. Yeah. He is like, out of control, Adam Ball. Out of- <laughs> but you still would. Oh, absolutely. But I, if it tasted bad, and I don't think Bobby Cannavale's would in real life, I, I, I just wouldn't swallow. It's like, just don't have it in your mouth. But Do again, you think I think this, this haunted the actor. I don't know. I think Bobby Cannavale's doing just fine. He's married to um, he's married to that gorgeous woman who I and I don't have a name on her. She was right. in Bridesmaids and Damages, and she played Gloria Steinem in that in Miss America. Rose Byrne. Yeah, I always get Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. He dated Broadway actress Sutton Foster for many years. He's a king, wow. Bobby. No, I'm just saying, like, when the episode came out, I wonder if, like, girls at the bar that he would, like, hook up with would be like, are if you the anything, funky spunk guy? Honestly, it would have spent, sent me into an exploratory mission to just, like, check. Oh, wow. Okay. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to get to what's what and see if he's, this man shouldn't be slandered. Yeah. Okay. And then I would have, like, gone to boards and just, like, remember when Samantha just, like, plastered shit around the neighborhood about Richard. I would have just been like, look, we need to know Bobby Cannavale's spunk is perfectly fine. I've done the public service. It's not a deal breaker, ladies. Get down. Get down. Okay. I love this storyline. I think it's fun. Yeah. Oh, I love Charlotte's. So she's having lunch with Trey (laughs) and Bunny. Mm-hmm. And this that is our first. Is this, this is our first meeting of Bunny, right? Is it? Yeah, I think Bunny. That Bunny's with us now. Oh yeah, because okay, yes. Right through season six. We see that bitch forever. Bunny sticks around longer than Char- than Trey. Yeah. Um, and she finds that. What did? Well, first of all, what did you think of Bunny? Just like um, first appearance. She plays. The perfect Trey, like he, she plays the perfect character for Trey's mother. Like very waspy, very she's a woman of wealth. overbearing. She's a wild. Yeah, like she's very um, a little overbearing. The um, only thing I'll say is, is that I don't view. So the first uh, mention of Trey's mother is her buying him that coin collector, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Bunny doesn't speak to me as someone who would give bad presents but i guess then we do see later that she buys him all those mallards but it i think trey likes those mallards i don't think bunny knows how to give a gift because she doesn't know that much about him so she gives him like a lot of like impersonal things like oh you like coins 
Well, I like, don't think he likes you know what I mean? She just said uh, he has a lot of change. Right. Like, she doesn't know her kid because she didn't spend a lot of time with him. I love her. As we I find out. With her. As the mother. She's the mother I would be. She's the best friend I never had. You just She's said that you would blow Bobby Cannavale. Hmm? And let, you just said that you would blow. You have many layers to you. These with bunny. Okay. Wow. My priorities are in order. Okay. But Charlotte discovers that Trey can basically be controlled by giving him a gentle forearm brush. I, I don't, that's powerful. I don't know what bunny did to figure that out, but I'm obsessed He's saying all righty, left and right, getting wine instead of a Glenlivet neat. Mm-hmm. And then over dinner, and oh, well, a we have salad. the cut from the head into Trey putting that like salad into his mouth. Oh. <laughs> it's my favorite comedic visual joke in all of Sex in the City is just right from Samantha's face after tasting that spunky funk. To trade just a mouthful of cum is what we're supposed to think. It's great. It's I love when they do that. Yeah, like they, and they the play la- into it a little bit more, like as the seasons go on. I think. Yeah, the last time we got it is when that electrician Charlotte was sleeping with was fingering that um oh, socket socket, and after I think I don't know, probably Miranda was getting finger banged or something, probably <laughs> by that gross guy from Arrested Development. This show's wild. <laughs> the things we've seen. The things we've talked about, even in this I... episode. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> um, but so she, like, hits the, she rubs on his uh, forearm and she gets engaged. And then she rolls over to Carrie's and she. It's one of my favorite scenes. The fuck out. Engaged. Oh my God, really? Oh, that's wonderful, sweetie. I proposed to myself. What? Yes. I suggested he have a tomato salad. Then I suggested we get married. Wait, what exactly did he say? All righty. All righty? He said, all righty? <laughs> now, I'm thinking the upsetting thing isn't that you proposed. It's that you proposed to a guy who says, all righty. Oh, Carrie, stop. All righty. I was the one Please. who was supposed like, to oh, say Carrie, yes. Stop. We oh, should get who cares about those there. stupid oh, rules? I do. Look, it you're overreacting. You, you love Trey, right? And you want to marry him, right? Yes, but... There was no kneeling. There was no ring, no nothing. This is an awful engagement story. What am I supposed to tell my kids? Well, Mommy really wanted to get married, so Daddy said, Alrighty. So unromantic. I love this scene. The thing I love about it, and also if kind of, there's just one moment. I actually think Carrie does a pretty good job here of listening. But when she says, who cares about those rules? It's like, do you know who you're talking to? Right. Like, it actually did. It's a line where I'm like, come on. Like, that is a, that's what you say to, that's what you say to Miranda or Samantha. Yeah. You don't say that to Charlotte. That's like if someone said that to me. It's like, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, or me. It's like, um, I uh, love rules. I <laughs> also don't want to propose to my man over a tomato salad rules and boundaries and i just love it because i love i love like these one-on-one scenes with the girls that show like the the layers of their friendship and yeah i just think it's so funny how charlotte's like so upset and i i want to know like did trey and her not go home together like, do they not have sleepovers? No, because they're not having sex. So I, know, I could, but you Im- don't I could imagine sex. him dropping her off. Okay. Dangling outside the door mm-hmm. and then her closing it and then like instantly going to Carrie's. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Um, or you also have to imagine Trey's a doctor, right? Like there's a chance maybe he had to go to the hospital. Oh. So like I there are many scenarios. I could see them her how she maneuvered herself to Carrie's. Um, okay. Because they're not yet, like, entangled in that way. One thing I did just want to note before we move on to Miranda and then before we finish up Charlotte and move on to Miranda is I love in in earlier, in the scene where they're talking about Big, which we'll break down later, um, Miranda says that's what happens when you get married too soon. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment where 
Samantha and Carrie look at one another like oh god the two opposing factors are now about to like get at it yeah and I just love that recognition again that there are subgroups within a the group of like Samantha and Carrie are like oh this is what happens when these two bring up their opposing factors like they're not going to ever be able to meet in the middle no and I love that um because also, like they say, Miranda's going through a breakup and Charlotte's like in, madly in love. So it's... Although I think Miranda also would have said that had she been happy. Oh, Eve. It, yeah. Like Miranda, insane. much in that case, Miranda's much like she's all head. Like She's all head. Girl, like, what are you doing? That's the thing. Remember, that's how she gets on the Brooklyn Bridge is she followed her heart. Uh, and maybe she shouldn't have because I would have rather jumped off the bridge. But we'll get into Steve later. Yeah. But so they're walking down the street and Trey proposes outside of Tiffany's and they go in and get a ring and Charlotte gets the little story she really needed so that she can be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think of the little Tiffany's window? Because a little note that they're shot through, that is like a custom made Tiffany's window that was specifically made for this scene. And to me, it's hideous. It's like dangling shower rock curtains. It's awful. (laughs) yeah i mean i didn't really i wasn't really paying attention to that i gotta be honest i was more focused on like the fact that he was like let's go into tiffany i just felt like ring we you see want. the ring i mean this ring is gonna mean a lot to us i know it's a beautiful ring she's gonna get terrorized in a few seasons over that ring yeah she is right oh yeah next just next season after Aiden pulls the ball cock because she's gonna go terrorize oh. charlotte yeah oh i loved that uh, all right, let's get in to Rambo. Oh, Rambo, Rambi. So it's been three weeks since the last episode, and Miranda has not kicked Steve off her couch. She's clearly leaving work, leaving to go to work super early just to get out of the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And he, the audacity, a, not to like again. And I know everyone's probably tired of me shitting on Steve. But I'm going to do it again. For him not to have the fucking goddamn emotional intelligence to just pretend to be asleep until she got out the door. Like, He's a clearly, fucking idiot. If someone is trying to sneak out of their home that early, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk Turn to you. Turn your back to the window and shut the fuck up. Does he not have a friend's couch he can sleep on? No. Also. Would you have him in your home? Skid marks running amok? <laughs> not wiping it. Yeah, you wouldn't lose toilet paper on him. Well, it's also because I guess he would have to bring the dog. So he does come with a lot of baggage. Yeah. And also, I don't know that that's like, right? New York's so small. That's. I mean, That's I a lot. say with my friends who live in New York, if they let you sleep on their couch, like if they don't have a guest room and basically no one does, that's love. Like, because no one wants another person in their cramped space. No. And someone who abides deeply by the Whoopi Goldberg rule, I don't want anybody in my house. And then Steve has the audacity to give yeah. this woman Miranda's home phone number oh i thought you were gonna say when he asked her to go look at apartments oh god i complete chris <laughs> that was bad enough chris that was such a fucking manipulation on his part he's such a fucking asshole he knew a hundred percent that if he showed miranda these shitholes that doorway to hell as i believe that she called doorway it, to hell on the corner of shit avenue and second store that I don't... she would be like steve you can't do this i mean we did see his apartment before remember we went down there like it looked like taxi driver and it was so, and when we saw his um mustard suit i'm I so tired to of this guy i'm so fucking sick of him <laughs> so yeah so then she comes home to your point turn goes to listen to her voicemail and she's got a goddamn voicemail from this woman now what i do want to say about this lady i love this actress and i love oh i love her because she's like hey um is Very this breathy. place uh this is i don't remember her name like veronica from the bar you know the executive who ordered I was hoping um, we might be able to get together if this is steve's place i'm like how many fucking caveats do you need to give this it was, I love her, and I love that she's like, I ordered the Amstel Light. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, silly girl. So she's happy. so silly. <laughs> I love Amstel Light. <laughs> she's a goofy girl. This and... breathy bitch. 
I mean, the fact he gave this woman okay, Miranda's no, home phone. Imagine, I want to actually, because you I'm know what? Angry. Men are trash. We can't save them. Ugh. I'm going to talk directly to whatever this bitch's name was, even though she's fictional. Sweetie, first and foremost, you know Steve did not, cha- you know Miranda did not change that to say, welcome to Miranda and Steve's place. So she heard a woman's voice mm-hmm. say like, welcome, this is Miranda Hobbs. Please leave a message. And did she think Steve was his her roommate? Like Probably. And who is going to fucking Steve, that shit bar Steve? Well, I guess Miranda did this. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people. But I'm sorry, ordering an am still late. We know his we know his pickup game is shit. He's always like, uh I'll have another wine. I'll have another Amstel light, please. What is wrong with this man? I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate this breathy bitch. They're disrespectful to Miranda. Get out of her house. I don't even like cats, but I feel fat he's being disrespected, locked in that disrespected. room. Disrespected. I know. That's really upset me, actually. Where As someone we? who has a cat, I'm like, I would never. Do you sleep that close with Barb to you? Like, I didn't care for that, how close that cat was to Miranda when she, she was resting. She used to sleep that close to me before I got Ruby. <laughs> and that's just like, I won't be in the room with She's you. She's like, you. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Um, and then the fact that he actually goes out with this woman. Yeah. And comes stumbling home. Okay. Yeah. So Miranda wakes up at four to scout barking, mm-hmm. fucking four a.m. And then Miranda is notices Steve's not there. And you know what's really upsetting to me? Why? The fact that he's not even putting his um, like she's clearly given him a blanket and she's something to put so down kind. on the pillow. He's not putting it away. He's just leaving it there to the next time. Like I'm sure Miranda has a closet. Like make if you are a he's fold not a good your house shit. Guest. He did fold it, but he left it on the couch. I think he should put it in a store like somewhere. He's such a lazy piece of shit, this guy. And to have the audacity to fuck this woman and then come back, get your stuff and get out. Which I guess he did. But my thing is, is like, where the fuck did he go? He was, he slept over at that woman's place. No, I'm saying after he leaves Miranda's. He went to Ma's. Oh, God. That <laughs> queen. He went back to wherever the fuck she is. I'm just Long like, Island. The Where's fuck Steve it, from? it made me sick to my stomach. Like I'm just thinking about like being in that position because now it's like everyone has a cell phone, whatever, whatever. Imagine coming home after working your fucking ass off, waking up at 5 a.m., taking care of fatty, going to the job, you know, being a lawyer, being a partner in a law firm, a woman in New York City successful and you have this bum on your couch and this woman on your answering machine i would call her back i mean she does burn i up. would call her back uh, uh, well Miranda's be like, got a little do you bit really want to date him miranda's got a little bit couch. more sense than you do i know she thinks but i probably would do the same like I, the sagittarius and would be like let's be chaotic i glass have double sag in glass of wine in hand i would <laughs> um so want to know yeah. something in a day of texting i'd have been like here's his skid mark picture mm-hmm. here's um his credit card limit here's the here's how much rent i pay for him to live yeah fuck you fuck him uh, i also probably would have angela bassett style taken his shit to her place and burned it i would have it would have sent me into it because i think like I, I would be like really i would try to be really calm and understanding whatever whatever that would send me to the fucking moon I would rage on him. But instead, the disrespect. Says, Steve, we did a we did good. What the fuck was that? I don't like that. And then the camera lingers on Steve longer than I've ever seen the camera linger <sighs> and he's on got any that character. Fucking snaggle tooth. I hate like, him. <laughs> huffing and puffing. I know holding I, the dog. I hate him oh, so much. I can't stand him. And Chris, you know that I used to love him. I, 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 so did I. Shortcomings is it's built up big and us. ripped Steve to shreds. I can't stand this character. A scrub. I still want to be clear. I would absolutely have sex with David Eigenberg. Oh, of course. One thing, and um, yeah, I think he's a good actor, and they have great chemistry. Great it's arms and a tight little of ass. Steve Brady is yeah, so upsetting. I did want to bring up one thing before we leave. So, where did Steve get that suit? He's wearing a suit when he, uh, so he's gone on a date with this woman in which he wore a suit. Do you not remember the fact that they broke up the last time was about the fact this man, so 
I believe Miranda purchased that suit he's wearing she for did. him. And how also, where is he going that he's he would wear a suit? No, I'm saying that he would wear a suit. Like, oh, where is he taking Veronica? I think he probably went to dinner and he he dressed up for her. What a in, a, in clothes Miranda bought him. He's so embarrassing. He sends me into a rage. Let's move on into something anyway. that won't take us into a rage. Carrie. <gasps> Chris, we've made it. We've, we've made it. made it. I... I'm so happy. We have we were in the goddamn trenches. We were doing boy girl boy girl. We were doing keep it real, keep it real. I don't even remember what that episode. No ifs, ands, or buts. And now we are here. We're, we're in here. heaven. Heaven. So, you but not really stands? because this episode opens with one Brace of the more yourself. embarrassing things Carrie's ever done, which is banter with Aiden about being a booth bitch. <gasps> Chris. Chris, Chris, I wanted Chris, to kill Chris. myself. Chris, <laughs> I'm your booth bitch. Ooh. He looks yeah, at her you are and meow. He goes, meow. He meows at her, which and makes no sense. Booth it bitches made like, my cats. stomach hurt. I was like, why is he meowing? She didn't say she's your working cat. She said she's a booth <laughs> bitch. Like what? Yeah. Meow? Get the fuck out of here. So weird. The men in this show are so sick and upsetting. Okay. Okay, let's take a breath. We're heat. We're we're coming off of Steve. Oh my we're god, no, hold it. on cuz I before we I just have to before say before we move on and try to bring it down to a nicer level. I've one no, no, no. I just have thing to, he says. No, one second. I have to say to the shorties, if you're an Aiden stan, this Turn might be it off. a tough episode for you to listen to. If you're an Aiden stan, just get out of here. We don't want and you. And I'm someone that goes back and forth on my love for Aiden. I really do. I yeah, find him so sexy, and then he meows, and then I'm disgusted, but then he, Ugh. you know, it's confusing. So, okay, what were you going to say? When he says, you're sexy, and I like it. Oh. <laughs> Sir. Uh, Sir. Sir. Also, Carrie looked, looks beautiful at the front Carrie looked batshit insane. I loved that. Her look. I mean, I get she's very into sheer tops with her bra showing, but I'm like, Lots. you're in a professional setting in which most men are wearing suits and women are just like, she's a booth bitch. She doesn't abide by these booth rules. Bitch. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> Wax my wood. I'm like, what is going on? Wax it real good. Because I'm your booth bitch. I was like, this these two have zero chemistry get it off my screen I, okay no i disagree i think they have chemistry I it's have just not here. the big chemistry i wished that aiden was played by harry connick jr oh i think he'd be more charming i hate john He's corbett too I, similar i to hate Trey. this performance you know who hates john corbett like me no no michael patrick king hates him my mother a queen. She thinks he is the most a Knickerbocker disgusting. girl. The girl, the queen of the Knickerbocker girls. <laughs> the queen of the Knickerbocker girls, Mary Flock, is hates him, and like she gets angry if he's on the screen. She's like, I fucking hate him. I'm not watching this. And I was I like, have okay. to say, I don't think I even like him that much in my big fat Greek wedding. I think he's the mon- he's really miscast in that role. Wow, that's one of my. And I think movies. he might be miscast as an actor. It's oh. tough to say. John, come yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> Don, we love to talk to you. By the way, the one shorty, one shorty is going to be like, I have one Sex in the City contact. It's John Corbett. He's like my cousin. And we're mm-hmm. going to be like, we'll have him on, but don't tell, tell him he can't listen. Yeah, just be like, it's actually their first episode. And then the first thing we'll say is like, I, I'll be like, I love you. And I'm oh. really enjoying your off-screen work. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. What else happens in this episode? <laughs> so much okay yeah so they're booth bitching he goes to get coffee and Carrie she's behind the booth is just like why did I, I why is she on the she, floor did she drop something she's literally hunched under it <laughs> i know now i really can't remember i think she must i think have maybe something. she's wiping it <gasps> oh wiping the wood which i would not get on my hand and knees to wipe a, anything for this lot- country bumpkin strangly haired fuck you know what I think the common thread of this episode is knees. Trey is getting on a knee. Samantha's getting well, on a knee. Well, he's not getting on a knee. I think that it's head and heart, but okay. You know. <laughs> it's not it called a... like knees, knees, <laughs> like grab your knees. His <laughs> shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> His shoulder, knees, and toes. What, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. 
But um, I don't know. Natasha and Big come over. Natasha's mm. rude about the furniture. I'm with Natasha. It is ugly. She's like, um, it's and- big and clunky and oppressive. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Ding, ding, ding. Big, oppressive, ugly. Aiden. <laughs> I've always said I've always said Natasha was a queen. Uh, yeah, I agree. And didn't she also live this storyline? Didn't um, Tom Brady break up with her to be with while Giselle she while she was pregnant? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's tough. And I feel like it was right around this time. It was. It was like, like shortly after. I feel like, yeah, she was like, wow, this is really familiar. Did I just live this? Yeah. Oh, I played it on television. <laughs> right. right. But it was worse because she was. It was like Tom Brady was watching it. Like I gotta find a blonde woman. Yeah, it's really bad. Um. So big. So oh, I love when they're all four of them together, and the very clunky moment where Carrie spills the coffee yes. to stop her from saying John James Preston because we're not meant to know we don't know his name, name yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very clunky, but also very funny. Like, oh, this is Natasha, and this is, and then is she truly throws the co- it makes no sense she's no one's it. near her no one bumps into her yeah but then oh a little wait. time passes wait what about the embarrassing moment where she looks dead at natasha deadass in the eyes and goes i was a booth bitch <laughs> Natasha's probably like what and big's like no i get it yeah, she's like, it's an in joke. It's an inside joke. I get it. I'm like, all you men. I'm like, what? do you? I, these people have lost their minds. I'd be like, um, how much have you had to drink today, ma'am? <laughs> that was like, embarrassing. Everyone someone... in this episode's really so embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> Bunny is the only person who equipped who who herself sense. well. Yeah. But then Big circles back a little bit later. Now, I've never been to a furniture showcase. I don't know it to be something you stay at for hours and then it becomes a cocktail party. Because Big comes back and is lit. Lit up. Lit and the then up. he says it, Sam. He rolls up his little oh. paper. And he says he's getting out. I, I got a smoke. I quit. Oh, we always used to share a cigarette together. We did a lot of things that were bad for me together. I have a secret to tell you. Here we go. It's not working. I'm getting out. If you know anyone who's interested. You should really keep that to yourself. No one is interested in that information. (gasps) Guys, it's the hottest thing I've ever seen. Uh, My heart is racing. When he rolled up that paper, I was like, this is a man. That is... Also, I was going to say shout out to Chris Noth, but I won't say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just paid the actor a compliment, but Let's I move won't. on. Um, and I then do I love, love the this... moment when he, when Big drops his uh, rocks glass on the, t- on the mar- marble table, maple. Yeah, And maple Carrie defends it by wiping it away. I just mm-hmm. think there's some really good it's powerful it's but i love the way they keep aiden almost in the scene mm-hmm. through that the table clunky, that oppressive he's furniture. just respecting it and then carrie's trying she's like no don't like yeah don't be in our space get out of here yeah and then i love the scene that follows where she's like gossiping with the girls oh absolutely so it's been seven mo- but this is crazy so it's been seven months since the beginning of the season only seven months it feels like eternity feels like it's been five years since like she showed up to the their engagement party yeah now, what i also want to say about natasha she's a better one she's a better bitch than me because if uh, if we ran into the woman who i at, at my fucking engagement party as we were leaving my fiance walked away and went to talk to at some party, and she looked me dead in the eyes and was like, I'm the booth bitch. I would truly, I would smack her. It'd be like, you are disrespectful. You're <laughs> out of control. You don't make any sense. To quote our queen from Real World Homecoming, Carrie's out of pocket, out of her mind, out of control. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that keeps Natasha from doing that is Natasha's age in the show. She's supposed to be like in her 20s. So I think she probably. So she has more dignity than a woman 10 years her age. I just don't think she's comfortable like speaking like that because she feels very insecure in the relationship. I think she has class. She has dignity. That's why she became the nanny. 
the nanny i don't know i just started singing the nanny theme song why i don't know but she's classy as style she was there i love (laughs) natasha (laughs) it's like what but i what i do want to say when she's telling the girls i love that they keep big sexiness alive through samantha when the scene ends how did he look yeah and i gotta say you're gonna like the way he looked he looked damn good he looked real good and then he leaves a voicemail now again i have to say this little voicemail machine that miranda and carrie listened to it's gonna move it was over near the door now it's near the bed i'm like where does, like does it's it a traveling one centrally plugged in no <sighs> voicemails seem to really confuse me but i do love this scene because they're eating twizzlers it just yeah. feels so like strange like i don't did did miranda bring the twizzlers with it feels like playful and yeah there's a playful kind of girlishness to them Mm -hmm. climbing over the bed at one point eating these twizzlers i feel like the scene just has a lot of energy when it could have just been them sitting there Mm -hmm. um and basically miranda's like bitch you need to stop listening to this miranda's like get some sense and then it was literally it was like watching you and i absolutely because i would be like oh he got in a little <laughs> he said he missed me he said he, he oh like, he wants me to call up. him back <laughs> and be you'd like, be like um. don't <laughs> well i'd also be like first and foremost actually I'd be like first and foremost you need to break up with your ugly boyfriend second of all you need to not call this man back and get some goddamn sense mm-hmm. and your floors look like shit so do something about that too i gotta go i also I'm going to hang out with Charlotte, who's an actual nice person. When Aiden and uh, Carrie are in bed, and he's like, "I'd want to take it down a level." Okay, hold I'm on, like, we, what? We, we we gotta wait till we get there because I got okay. a lot to say about that too. Okay, good. So then she calls Big, and basically, and this is why I love Big. This is like what makes him. He's so a maniac. He's a he's menace. A maniac and a perfect depiction. Of he's a an man. unhinged maniac. <laughs> because he's like, I actually did clock the numbers, and um, it's gonna be too expensive. But gotta go by. Yeah, he's like, have a good night. <laughs> and she's like, do you, bitch? Like, so then she hangs up, mm-hmm. and then we cut to her in bed with with Aiden. So mm-hmm. sick and disgusting. Is she wearing his underwear? So I did recently have a conversation with a shorty. Apologies, I don't have my phone in front of me. And do you remember, I think it was the episode that just came out. So two weeks ago for us, Mm -hmm. she's in bed with Aiden. I think it's the episode where she meets his parents and he's, she's wearing a white shirt. Mm -hmm. And she was wondering if that was Big's white shirt. And that's a way of bringing Big into the bedroom. Almost. Oh, because I think this season they're playing with Carrie and menswear. Like she's gonna wear that crazy just men's dress shirt that's a, as a dress and a belt soon. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think we see Aiden taking over her wardrobe because if it's not his tidy whities she absolutely does start wearing boys' underwear as like her own yeah. in their home um, through the lens of Aiden. Personally, I love the look on her. I think Sarah. No, I do too. I was just curious. Yeah. I think it's disgusting on him as a grown man to wear those underwear. Oh, it's not good. No, it's disgusting. And then he goes, I want to strip your floors. A special lady needs a special home, sir. (laughs) I feel like this is a studio apartment. And also, I don't own this place. We can't just like. He I was is... like, wait, I don't think her landlord is going to be, like, that is something you ask your landlord to do, isn't it? You don't just I... go stripping floors. Yeah, and I don't think you can like do, like, work like that unless you bought it, which I didn't like, think Carrie And, she, and we it. know, canonically, she does not own that home. Right. Yet. I'm so fucking tired of him. He's like, I want to take it down a level. But like, what I, does that I, mean? I think that these I think these writers think that that is charming, like a special lady needs. I think they wrote that line and were like, people are going to like it. And shout out to shorties if you do. If a man ever said that to me, I would ask him to get out. Okay. I can't say I would do that. I know you wouldn't. Right. I know you wouldn't. Right. It's tough <sighs> for me. So then Carrie's trying... No, this is where I'm like, kind of like, Carrie, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, He's boy. trying to get all this work done. Why she would choose to even sit there and pretend Chris. and even begin writing is so stupid. Thank you. <laughs> that is where I 
turn on Carrie for just a brief moment because I'm like, she's like, you did, you said I wouldn't be bothered. Ma'am, he is sanding your fucking floors. And listen you to are going like, to be bothered. Like, what are you talking about, you dummy? It was, she was so stupid. And also, let's not pretend this article is like, she's not well, writing she's the great American novel. she's never not writing on deadline. I don't think Carrie's ever turned to peace in early. But it's not like she's writing the great American novel. She's writing a column. Yeah, but I, I mean, my main thing is is that she's constantly on deadline. Oh, she's, never she's not. Like, she's always like, this is due in 10 minutes. Yeah, it's... So I don't know. I just felt like we could have just thrown her in, vo- in monologue saying, mm-hmm. while Aiden was working on my apartment, I headed out to go to this hotel. It's like, I don't know that she needed to be... It just made me feel like, come on, Carrie, you're so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. What did, what did, I, what did Charlotte say earlier? Carrie, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get that. And just like we got to get just board. that and just play it. We yeah. got to hit like a button. That and uh, you fucking bitch, you fucking whore. We got to have them always. We ready. don't. Absolutely. We don't. I'm gonna get a little you fucking bitch, you fucking whore. I feel attacked. That felt great. Did it? Yeah, felt good. Um, <laughs> she heads out to the hotel down the street to to write. And then bring, bring some shit-looking phone next to her. <laughs> and, on, and he says, you get your ass down here. And she's like, I'm, I'm coming down. What are you doing? She leaves her little cardigan. So all she's got on is a very skimpy black romper over a, a beautiful a khaki jacket. Mm-hmm. Trench. So hot. And she finds Big at the bar and uh, they get into it. Into it. What are you doing? You're calling my house? You're, you're, you're following me to hotels? Could you please sit down for one minute and listen to me? Please, one minute. You know, I don't have time for this. I have a boyfriend and a deadline, and you have a wife and apparently a drinking problem. I'm not drunk. Then what is your excuse? You slow down. I can't think. I was an asshole to you on the phone the other day. Yes. When I said I was leaving, you didn't say anything, so I got nervous, so I... So... What? So, I'm nervous. I don't know. You know, this has to stop this. The, the flirting and the and the jerking me around and the calling my boyfriend. He doesn't know about you and I don't want him to ever know about you. Why is that? Oh, go lay in your beige bed. Oh. <laughs> that is such a go lie in your iconic, beige bed. iconic carry. Like, I love when she stands up for herself. So, but then she runs out. And I have to say one thing that I love. Oh. This no. could not happen in 2022, the way how quickly he follows her out, because Big is a man with cash. I would be bumbling with my credit card for like 15 minutes, <laughs> waiting for them to, like, sir, could you? Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. I know, I like, really I got to close the, up my tab. I need the bill. Could you? Uh, could I leave it and then I'll circle back? Um, Charge it to the room. Could you charge it to her room? <laughs> Whereas Big throws them like a few, probably a hundred, and is like 100. he's running after. He knocks into the Big bell, Daddy. the bellhop. Mm-hmm. They're chatting Daddy. outside the elevator. She gets in, and he, he follows. follows her in. She's pushing him away, and we get the beautiful transition of "fuck you" once, "fuck <sighs> you" twice, and it becomes "fuck me." Fuck me. It is so good. I. No, before I, I, I before and then let's just end it out and then yeah. we cut to them upstairs and they're in bed smoking she takes the cigarette from his cigarette. mouth you see him lighting the cigarette she takes it and they smoking and it says and just like that i lost my head Ugh. meaning her heart is in it her heart is always in it. But I do, I, I think we would be remiss not to um, mention, I don't know that this elevator scene plays the best in 2022. Whatever. Particularly it's... given things with Chris Noth. It is a okay, little... Okay, no, it, we're not... It No, it is. Like, I did think, like, I don't know that as much as I think this scene, is, and you can read it as Carrie... First of all, Carrie likes cat and mouse games. That's very yeah. clear. But... I would not like if I told you to leave to fuck off and to get off yeah, the elevator. Like it's and it's, it, there, it, it goes on a beat to like the fact that it's a second time. 
And he's not just standing there. A, a part of me would like it if he was just there. It's how aggressive and how big, how literally big he is, that for the first time I was like, I I don't love this as much as I used to. Well, But I do love the use of fuck you, fuck you to fuck me, particularly yeah. given that Sarah Jessica Parker, um, <clears throat> I think they used all three curse words she's willing to say per season right there. Here's the thing. And, you know, I have been told that um, in a review that my internalized misogyny does jump out occasionally from time to time, and it's going to come out right now. I didn't mind this. I I would have, because here's the thing. She wants him to do this. She does. She's in that little trend. I think you really need to cut it out why no i why can't we have this conversation I, like i, get I think it. I what get you're, what you're, you're literally using like i i, I think you're no. using what most men use to justify rape i'm not he's not raping her you literally just said it doesn't no, matter no, what I'm she saying, says she wants it no i'm saying in this situation specifically she wants to make out with him and fuck him then maybe I would caution her that um, we don't say no first. We just be honest about what we want. And so that in that case, listen, I understand. And I think that people should listen when they're told no. I agree. Twice. I'm saying in this specific situation for the show, I get it. And these fictional characters. Yeah, these aren't real people. I'm just saying it did hit a little different for me this time. I was kind of I like, get it. No, I do. Yeah, because I'd that. forgotten how much like she's pushing him and he like she he pulls her over to that to the wall. I'm like And he is such a large man. He's just so much bigger than her. Like, yeah. I was kind of like, oh my God. Yeah. He's, and he's like mauling at her. It but I look, I'm not gonna lie, back in the day I thought it was hot, but this time I was kind of like tinged with a little is this okay yeah but then once they got into bed it was good and i'm looking forward to seeing the flashbacks oh one thing i did want to say i love the final image because they and i don't know if this is intentional or not but chris no big's hand is kind of center frame and they didn't even take the wedding ring off it's like gleaming in the kind of black and white frame of their sweat and i was like oh boy this is good you know who did take his wedding ring off? Dean. He took the ring off. Oh, and Lorelai's like, oh my God. Who the fuck are you? What a great scene. Great. He's my Dean. Yeah. He's You're with the Dean. Now Carrie's the other woman. Now Carrie's the other woman. With Carrie and Rory Gilmore. And just like, like, what's going on? What's going on? What did you think of the fashion in this episode? Honestly, I didn't pay that close attention to the fashion just because I feel like so much like actual storyline was happening. Like Steve and Miranda, like Charlotte and Trey. I mean, Samantha was like blowing him. So I don't know how what clothes. Yeah, Samantha didn't really wear anything great. No, but I think the fashion, I mean, obviously the trench in the elevator is like very iconic. Yeah, and I, she's wearing a blue wrap dress at one point when she's walking with Miranda that yes, I liked. I do too. Um, I think Charlotte looks adorable in a kind of gray dress that comes up to a bow at her neckline outside of Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. And I really loved Natasha's white dress with belt at the opening. I thought she looked angelic and beautiful as she always does. A beige, a beige girl. My cream queen. Like, ew. <laughs> But I did want to point out, at one point, I think it's the first time she's leaving. Mm-hmm. No, or it's either the, she's leaving for work at the beginning, Miranda, or at the very end. She's oh. wearing a strange pussy pin. A what? She's got a pin on her lapel that uh-huh. looks like a vagina. <gasps> oh. A little <laughs> rainbow. Look at it. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Um, so in terms of the men from this episode, we've got Aiden, Big, Trey, Steve, and Adam Ball. I think I've been very clear. I'm going with Adam Ball. Yeah, we know. He's a thotty You funky spunk over there. Look, I'm just saying there are ways to work around that. I gotta say I'd go with Trey. All righty. I like an all righty. I like that he's getting her a Tiffany engagement ring. Um, you know. 
That's what we should it. put on the uh, soundboard too. Alrighty. Alrighty. Yeah. Do you have any hot takes? Well, I don't actually think we need to hear another hot take from you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> I think we ended. Um, Oops. <laughs> that was tough. Um, Sorry about that. No, no. Look, we all have to live we, in our truth. We all, you know, I think it's important to have these conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you give this one out of 10? A 10. Same. 10 out of 10. 10. This is a perfect episode. Five stars across the board. 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Give it, give it everything. An iconic episode, perhaps the first episode in which I genuinely love all four women's storylines. All funny. Two, we've got some moving stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess Miranda didn't give me any laughs this episode. Although, no, I was laughing at her in individual scenes, like with the girls, but not right. within, the tr- within the Steve stuff. And we've rid ourselves of Steve for a few episodes. This also feels like a really meaty episode. Like you were saying, like everybody has something going on. There's Samantha has happening. a man of the week, but it's funny. Like it's I think funny. And she I mean, she's giving visual comedy. When she bopped over her head and had to give that like, <sighs> like womp, womp, come still sucks. <laughs> and then also like I like the group scenes. I like the one on one scenes together. Love we got them a lot of big Twizzlers. It, it just was felt really pep. good. It felt 10 out good. of 10. 10 out of fucking 10, finally. I think we've only given two other episodes of our, our experience 10 out of 10s. I gave the season two episode La Dolores Squeeze a 10. You love that episode. And we both gave episode five of In Just Like That a 10. And we know which one that was. <laughs> Fingering in the kitchen. The pee. Pee everywhere. Don't even remember what else happened. Yeah, Miranda gave that amazing speech. Ugh, can't. Oh God, I can't wait for it just like that season two. I know. I'm ready. I'm ready for the photos to start coming out. I know. They got to start filming. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of season three, episode 10, All or Nothing. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And honestly, I'm not seeing enough new reviews, and I'm getting angry. <laughs> And you can follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Yours Off on Twitter. All right. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.